Welcome to Fit Mind Project with your hosts, me, Laura Ash. And me, Barry Ash. Welcome to today's podcast, and we are really, really, really honoured today because we are joined by Audra Starkey, aka the Healthy Shift Worker. And Audra is joining us all the way from Brisbane, Australia. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now, um, let's do give you guys a um, kind of brief description of Audra so you know who she is. Um, Audra describes herself as a shift work veteran and she is a newly graduated nutritional medicine student. So congratulations for that. Um, she has over 18 years experience working shift work, including three years as a trainer for one of Australia's largest employers in shift work, which was Qantas Airlines. Now, her passion for what she does stems from her own personal struggles with shift work, which led to her creating her very now successful blog, The Healthy Shift Worker, which is a site especially designed to help those struggling to stay healthy despite working 24-7. Now, Audra has just um, begun working in workplace wellness in focusing on shift work and health. And she has just been asked to present to nurses and midwives on shift work nutrition. And she's off to Kuwait in May to deliver a conference in shift work and healthy well-being. Absolutely amazing. Um, she also has her own podcast, which we'll give you the details to because I really want you to check that out. And just welcome, Audra. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with us this morning. Thank you, Barry and Laura. Thank you so much for having me. And greetings all the way over there in the UK. Uh, I suppose I'm going to be the only one with a bit of a funny accent on this episode. <laughs> That's cool. But we, yeah, we could be the ones with a nice. funny accent. I don't know. <laughs> You'll be surprised. If I start talking to an Australian person for so long, I start talking like you guys too. It just sort of just happens. I don't know why. <laughs> Great. I'll be able to understand you better then. <laughs> I love it, excellent. So Audrey, we've, we've got a lot of guys that follow us on social media that are shift workers, okay? Um, you're the expert in it. Can you give us a, your story and your background so the people know who you are and what you can actually offer them, guys? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Look, I started um, shift work at the, the tender age of 22 um, and I walked away from it when I was, you know, 43 years old. And I pretty well have much worked all different types of shifts, anywhere from starting at you know three a.m. in the morning uh, to finishing around lunchtime, or starting at lunchtime and finishing at night. Uh, and I've also done the the dreaded night shift, um, where I would start around eight thirty at night, I think, from memory, and finish around four thirty in the morning. My background is actually in the aviation industry, so um, that's not as a flight attendant; it's as a ground at ground staff, so working at between both airports, which was you know very twenty four seven. And look, I started the you know the whole the blog thing, as you said, um, you know, Laura, from my own personal struggles. You know, I was in the shift work industry for over 20 years, yeah, 18 years um, working crazy hours and then three years when I was working as a trainer, which I like to say is normal person hours, which was really weird, <laughs> can I just say. You know, having the getting up at the same time and going to bed at the same time and having the weekends off and, you know, for anyone that's shift workers out there, you will get that's really weird <laughs> when you sort of experience that, you know, from the first time. So, yeah, and I mean, I guess I had two kind of 
epiphany moments throughout my shift working career that sort of led me to where I am. Um, one was when our workplace underwent a massive restructure and, re and change and that was because a, a manager came in and she pretty well much turned the workplace upside down. Um, which involved, you know, a lot of uh, changing of the shifts without any consultation at all with the staff, uh, work procedures changed and so forth. And it was really stressful, fatiguing, um, and unfortunately it even led to uh, over 100 resignations in 18 short months. Wow. Which wow. was pretty mm -hmm. phenomenal, um, particularly in our industry where, uh, you know, most people kind of love what they do. Um, you know, we work shift work and, again, I'm sure some of the listeners will relate to this, you know, whether you're a nurse or a, or a policeman um, you know, or anything like that, you, you kind of get into it because it's the mystery that you, that you love. And it was, yeah, it was extremely stressful and for the first time, I think in my, I think it was about 13 years in then, I actually had to take time off work for stress and it was, yeah, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I have to do something like that. Um, but I did, um, and it was just a little bit of a, a, a reset moment, I suppose. Um, but, you know, it, it taught me a lot and it, it made me kind of, it put me out of my comfort zone, which has actually interestingly set me on this path to where I am today because it made me be uncomfortable, made me start searching for, for different ways to do things. Uh, and the other epiphany moment I had was when I was a trainer and I had a gorgeous lady, um, and she still works there at Qantas, actually. She's one of those bright, vibrant personalities that you probably know. She's one of those people that you can hear before you see her. I love <laughs> you know, it. Coming, coming, coming into the room, and she sat at the back of the classroom, and in her hand she was holding a, a, um, a hamburger donut and a soft drink, but it was only 9 a.m., and wow. when I sort of half-jokingly, you know, she's great fun and, um, to muck around with, I sort of said, oh, that's kind of an interesting choice of breakfast. And her response to me was, well, I've been up since 4am and I'm needing some sustenance. Right. And that mm -hmm. was where I kind of, a hamburger, donut and soft drink, I don't see how that's sustenance. Um, I've got to learn more. And, you know, that diet, um, as I'm sure many shift workers can relate, it, it's unfortunately forms part and parcel of many a shift workers diet we don't eat well you know we eat you know for a better word crap most of the time yeah so uh, yeah it set me on the path to start studying nutrition I did it very part-time initially because I was still working um and eventually kind of and I got a redundancy from Qantas at the end of 2014 which enabled me to go full-time so that's a long-winded answer to your question um <laughs> But that's kind of, yeah, how I got started. No, it's fantastic. And, you know, from doing shift work, I want to know, how did you transition from shift work to normal hours? I mean, how does that feel? Because I know when I um, stopped doing shift work in the police, it was almost really, really, it almost felt a little bit like I didn't have as much time on my hands. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I can totally, yeah, relate to that, Laura, absolutely, because, yeah, normally that's a beauty. You know, we can we can say, you know, that, you know, shift work's not great and it's bad for us and all that, but there's so many good things about working shift work, you know, having your weekends off, being able to do things, you know, having no traffic and being able to do things, uh, you know, at 
10 o'clock in the morning when everyone else is stuck in the office. So I did struggle initially. Um, and with the whole weekend off, it was great, but it's only two days and it's when everyone else, the whole world's got that weekend off with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and if I was to go back again, um, to be quite honest, even knowing what I know now, I would prefer to work shift work than your average Monday to Friday job. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And now you can pick your own hours, can't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> no, that's cool. And I know you said that you had to be signed off with stress because of everything that had been going on. Would you mind telling us how that stress, like, showed up for you? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm fairly chilled, kind of easygoing kind of a person and it takes a fair bit to ruffle my feathers, I suppose, for a better word. Yeah. Um, but I was just starting to get uh, just really starting to feel anxious and I've never had experienced anxiety in my life before. Yeah. And, and, and I remember a time driving into work one day actually, um, you know, for 4 a.m. shift or something like that, and I had what was sort of a bit of a anxiety attack and again I've never experienced it before but just sort of driving into um, you know my workplace as I was nearing the airport I started to sort of hyperventilate a bit and um, just sort of starting to feel the physical symptoms and I just thought far out what is this you know here I am I'm just going to work yeah yeah all I'm doing is going to work but I knew that because we were so short-staffed and they weren't replacing anyone um, I knew that it was, you know, going to be a very stressful shift and that's the problem. I mean, stress is, a stressful job is a stressful job but you combine that with shift work when you're running on next to no sleep. It's like a double whammy. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so for me, yeah, I, don't, I guess my whole journey and experience is realised that the whole shift working thing, it's dual, a dual responsibility. It is a responsibility for a shift working organisation to have that certain duty of care yep. because we are we are working against our biological clocks and I'll talk about that yep. um, later. Um, but at the same time, it's up to the shift worker to, you know, look after themselves, take care of themselves, you know, take their diet seriously. Um, you know, self-care is so important. Um, because you know you're doing an amazing job. You are, you're doing what most people cannot do, and that's get up in the middle of the night when everyone else is asleep. Yeah. Not many people can do that. <clears throat> no, I totally agree with you. It's it's a tough call, definitely. No, it's, yeah. so let, let's have a look and um, some of the subjects that we want to talk about and really start to delve into this, okay? So let's look at the first thing. Um, you know, the biggest thing is sleep deprivation. Okay, and you know how it can impact on your weight, and especially I remember you saying on the endocrine system when we've been chatting earlier. So, you know, from your research and your study, and from your own personal perspective, how does sleep deprivation affect us in that way? Because it's crazy to think that just something where we go unconscious, or you know, conscious, yeah, you know, whatever you, however you want to describe it, can actually affect our weight and all our hormones in our body. Yeah, look, you know, the, the the weight thing is I think nine out of ten shift workers can probably 
relate to experiencing weight fluctuations or weight gain or, or some kind of, you know, way, shape or form. And, and I actually I forgot to mention um, at the beginning, I spent the last 12 months of my degree in a clinic where I just advertised exclusively for shift workers to come in and see me um, because I just, yeah, obviously I have this passion to help shift workers. And it was awesome because I got to see paramedics and nurses and veterinarians and scientists and occupations I'd never even heard of <laughs> as well um, were coming in. And, and you know, the, the things that I, I realised was, you know, two things, that how incredibly resilient they are um, and also the crazy sort of eating habits um, that, that they have but a lot of them had that that weight struggle. Yep. Um, and, you know, and some of them, you know, actually kind of ate, if you were to sort of look at the sort of food intake over the last 24, 48 hours, it was actually pretty good. Um, however, the big thing was when people are eating, and that's where I'm very passionate about okay. kind of delving into a bit more. But the thing with sleep deprivation, um, getting back to your question, Laura, is that, Sleep deprivation messes with our hormones in all different levels and two hormones in particular are our appetite hormones or our hunger hormones and um, one's called leptin and leptin um, is made in our fat tissue or adipose tissue and leptin um, is that hormone that actually uh, tells us basically when we're feeling full. Right, okay. Um, and then the other hormone is ghrelin, um, which is produced in the gut, and that hormone tells us when we're hungry. Okay. That's, you know, it's a clever mechanism, the biochemistry of our human body is what it does. However, for people that are sleep-deprived, studies have shown that it just uh, works in opposing ways. So basically your um, leptin, the one that's telling you it's full, decreases and ghrelin increases, the one that tells you you're hungry. Interesting. So your little body is playing tricks on you, telling you that you're hungry when you're really not necessarily hungry. Um, you may have just had something to eat, but, you know, soon after you start to get hungry again, of course, all that comes back to the type of food you're eating as well. Um, but I think, um, you know, you've, you've got to really have a healthy respect for your hunger hormones when you're shift worker um, because sleep deprivation is just playing havoc. Um, and so a lot of people fall into that trap where they, they do eat too much. And we also, you know, as a shift worker, you know, there's so many reasons why people, you know, could be gaining weight. Every, every person's different. But, you know, when you are working 24-7, you know, a lot of people eat 24-7. So, you know, and we, we kind of live in what, what we call like an, um, an obesogenic environment now, meaning we've got access to food 24-7, mm. whereas, you know, our ancestors' time, you know, we hunted and gathered for food, but now all we do is we just go up and put something into a machine and out pops this stuff that supposedly is food, but it's not. <laughs> Or we get in our car and drive past this um, building with a window and out pops somebody and, you know, gives us this food. And it's just a completely different world. And, and I know I had to I had to cringe the other day when I one of the, my, my clients in the clinic was saying that, oh, yeah, when we finish the last flight at midnight, we all go and meet at the local um, McDonald's and have a bit of a social gatherings, you know. So at midnight they're eating the hamburgers and the... <laughs> so, 
Yeah. <laughs> and I think the, the key to this for shift workers is to actually understand all of this because a lot of them won't even think that it's their hormones. They'll think it's something wrong with them, you know, that they're the issue and then the psychological stuff carries on. Um, but I think this understanding is fantastic and I think what you're doing in educating people in this is brilliant so they can actually understand that it's not them, it's how their body's reacting to that. Absolutely, yeah. You you are working against your normal circadian rhythms. You are doing everything back to front. We are, um, you know, we're diurnal people, meaning, you know, we're meant to be asleep during the night and awake during the day. But we're functioning as if we're some kind of nocturnal animal, um, you know, at times. And our bodies, you know, are just not adapted to work these hours you know it's the harsh reality of it we're not biochemically adapted to work the hours and we probably never will be um you know since the the invention of the light globe which was not you know really that long ago it's created us to have this constant exposure to light um and that again also messes with our hormones that's another topic again when it when it comes to the hormones do we have to be sort of just aware of it or is there something we can do to actually help with these hunger hormones to sort of make them work in the right way when we're on night shifts or is it just being aware of it yeah i think it's it's actually you know both really barry because um you know it's just to be aware that you know some of these signals that you might be getting they're going to be skewed and you know so it's all about making sure that you do eat foods that are going to help maintain your satiety as in your 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 feelings of fullness um and that you don't get those um you know drastic blood sugar spikes and drops which happens when we eat the high refined carbohydrate um you know processed foods that are are void of nutrition um but yeah they they like our blood glucose level, which spikes our insulin. Um, and, you know, and over time, and shift workers are unfortunately prone to things like insulin resistance, um, type 2 diabetes, obesity, all these kinds of things, they're all kind of intertwined. And there is, you know, so much research on it. And, and I have to say when I was, you know, when I was doing the, the, my research through the degree, I got really quite upset knowing that, you know, there is, you know, shift workers are prone to so many of these chronic illnesses and diseases, but because we're not really told about it and it's not like it is just research, but, you know, there's the chicken or the egg men, you know, um, way of thinking as well, because just because, you know, the, the science might say that, you know, we're prone to an increased BMI, we're prone to obesity, type 2 diabetes, doesn't mean you're going to get it. Mm. Because if that was the case, then every single shift worker would be overweight yeah. or have diabetes. Or, but mm-hmm. that's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, and that's my whole philosophy about what I'm trying to do, is just to create this awareness that, um, yes, we might be prone to, or to these different types of you know, conditions. Um, we, it's just about um, doing things to help reduce the risk of you know, becoming one of those um, statistics. So food definitely, your food intake um, is, is definitely plays plays a role. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay. Loz has spoken to you a lot more than I have over the last couple of weeks trying to sort of sort this out. And Loz mentioned this one nutritional thing that you're studying. Is it chrononutrition? 
Mm. So what, yeah. what is chrononutrition and how does that affect our body? Because I've never heard of it. Yeah, well, I, I got, you know, I started to want to learn more and more about chrononutrition because the clients that were coming in to see me in clinic and, you know, we, again, I was in a student clinic, so we had set things we had to do. We would always be asking them to give us a 24-hour diet intake, you know, what you ate for breakfast, lunch and dinner. But for me, being the, I was the only one that sort of did this, I, I didn't just ask that. I wanted to know when. When you're eating breakfast, when you're eating lunch, and when you're eating dinner, because it's not, you know, in the nutrition world today, there's so much focus and emphasis on what we're eating and how much we're eating, which is incredibly important. But when we're eating is just as important, if not even more, because it, it just kind of, um, you know, goes against our natural. Um, circadian rhythms and obviously chrono this this field so chrononutrition is all about the timing of of our food um, it's basically um, because our digestive system is sleeping at night whether we're working or not and and what that means is that everything um, you know the our whole gastrointestinal system shuts down mainly between 12 p.m and 6 a.m so things like the uh, digestive enzyme reduces pancreatic um, gastric acid secretion um, declines our gut motility declines you know everything just basically shuts down so if you're going to have the hamburger and you know and donut it one o'clock in the morning after your shift. <laughs> um, you know, just think of your poor digestive system. It's going, what on earth are you doing to me? Yeah, totally. You know, it's not affecting food at that time of day, let alone that type of food um, as well. So, you know, and that's that was a real, you know, one of my epiphany moments that I had again where I just thought, okay, I've got to really start educating people to get back into and I think they kind of recall it like um, chronotherapy so basically eating more when we're in in tune with our natural circadian rhythm so and this and I can appreciate is easier said than done as a shift worker because of the hours that we work um, you know and also the timing of your meal breaks you know in the perfect world we would all be having breakfast at breakfast time lunch at lunch and dinner at dinner um, but it's it's hard um, but if you can aim to be as close to possibly do that um, and, and fundamentally though reduce your food intake particularly for your night shifters because that causes all sorts of habit you know the whole um if any of the anyone listening um you know the shift workers now i'm sure you can relate to having gastrointestinal upsets um you know constipation all that sort of discomfort things like that it's quite common um in the shift working population and you know and what you know a couple of reasons is the whole circadian rhythm misalignment of sort of being awake when you should be asleep um also you're eating at those crazy hours as well so yes it's a really um a fascinating area of research and i and just one thing that i sort of wanted to add is that that to help people to understand this is to appreciate i guess or imagine yourself that you know you're a walking clock yeah. basically so um, it's governed by our main um, uh, master clock in our brain, 
um, called the suprachiasmic nucleus, um, and that is the, um, the the master clock that basically um, is in uh, um, the the head lead of how our whole circadian rhythms and how our whole biochemistry runs. But it doesn't just stop there. Every organ, tissue, and cell of our body also has its own little clock in it as well. So it's they're all under the instruction of this suprachiasmic nucleus, but when you're um, being exposed to light at unusual times of day, that's like a that's a zigzaga that say um, interrupts the timing, um, or eating at different times. It, it everything goes skewiff. So just for thinking of yourself, you know that. I am this walking clock. Um, I've got to try and treat my body as, as um, you know, as best I can to how I'm, um, you know, how I've been designed as a human being. And as I said, that's you know, as a diurnal creature. That's incredible mm. um, to to know that you know there we have actually a clock. We don't think of our bodies as a clock, but we do have that clock and how interesting about all of our um gut and our you know sort of digestive systems shutting down between 12 and 6 p.m you know where you know you know i've i've read studies where they've taken um vending machines away from places of work and people have lost weight you know because as you say people are stuffing their face between 12 and 6 you know because they're they're trying to stay awake aren't they yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The, I've heard of many. And look, my sister is a nurse too. That's spent many times doing night shift, and I know what goes on in those those um, nursing wards. The comfort food that that gets ordered in and you know eaten at you know at midnight, and you know, and I get why people do it because it's kind of a it makes night shift fun too. You know, it's a bit of a social thing. I totally get that. Um, but if you're doing that often. It, it is going to have, you know, consequences on your health and well-being, yeah. So would you say it's best to eat kind of lighter meals if you do need to eat? Because obviously, you know, uh, we, we do need to keep our energy up, especially if we're, you know, flight crew or police or, you know, you need to be alert all the time, don't you? So, you know, when you do need to eat between those hours, is it best just to have light stuff rather than heavy kind of food? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, so things that um, require minimal digestion, so it's not going to be too taxing on your, your body. So things like, you know, um, soups, um, you know, bone broths, uh, slow-cooked casseroles that just require minimal digestion. Yeah. Um, I guess think a little bit like liquid nutrition. Uh, also take in mind that our body temperature drops naturally between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. Wow. So I think, you know, if any of the night shifters listening, you can probably remember those times at that time of day when you got cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's your body. That's, you know, that's what your body just does. So having something like nourishing, like, a, yeah, a, a really nice soup, and this is all stuff that you can sort of prepare beforehand. Um, but, you know, really sort of avoiding things like spicy foods, you know, meats and, and things like that, just the heavy processed foods is not going to, um, you know, help at all. So you just need, yeah, as you said, um, Laura, just something small. It doesn't have to be a big serving as well, just something to keep you going because I'm not, yeah, I'm certainly not saying to not eat at all. I mean, that's just unrealistic. Um, you know, you, you do need to eat something, but it's being quite selective on what you choose. Yeah. yeah. 
Would you say it's more a case of your brain wanting the food more than your body wanting the food at night times? I, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. When you're sleep deprived, you do, you crave the, you know, the high carbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, let's talk about, um, you know, what is important about sleep nutrition and, and our gut health. I mean, we've just slightly touched on that, really, haven't we? Um, you know, about kind of the sleep nutrition. Um, but is, is there anything else we can expand on there, Audrey, that we haven't touched on, do you think? Um, I guess, you know, the most important thing, and, and I guess I, I refer to sleep nutrition, is because I think um, a lot of shift workers... Well, it's the generalisation. I wouldn't say a lot, but many shift workers really don't necessarily prioritise their sleep. Um, you know, they might say they do, um, but, you know, realistically, you know, they may not be. But it, if you're a shift worker, you absolutely sleep has to be your number one priority no matter what. And, I mean, sleep is so important for so many reasons. Um, it's that time when our brain finally gets to detoxify. Our body detoxifies 24-7, but our brain um, never gets a chance to detoxify until we're actually asleep. Uh, and there's this thing called the, um, the lymphatic um, waste eliminating system. So you've probably heard of your lymph system, yeah. um, which helps eliminate waste and so forth. Well, there is no lymph in your brain. So they, there is not that opportunity for the um, removal of waste. So um, at night, the lymphatic system kicks in, um, and it's a weird thing, uh, um, but basically your brain shrinks, <laughs> um, and it, which allows um, the... Um, cerebral spinal fluid and brain fluid to actually um, go through like your brain, be like a, a washing machine sort of thing wow. to help clear out um, the toxins. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, amazing. I can see your mouth up there. Yeah, it is. It's a fascinating. So, uh, and there's actually a TED talk too if anybody wanted to, um, yeah. you know, go and, and have a look at, um, which explains that quite well. Um, it is incredibly fascinating, but this only happens when we're asleep. So, um, yes, sleep deprivation is our Achilles heel in this occupation. Um, it's one of the things that we can't, um, you know, change because of our rosters, which is why we have to really focus on that um, quality, high-quality sleep when the, the quantity might not, you know, might not be there. So, you know, you want to be doing things that are going to help enhance your sleep. So having, um, you know, sleep nutrition foods like that might be high in magnesium. So, um, you know, they are green leafy, uh, so green leafy vegetables um, like spinach, uh, also um, black beans, almonds, pumpkin seeds, um, bananas, figs, just sort of having all these sorts of things, um, you know, before sleep. Um, basically, you know, helps um, cherry, tart cherry juice um, is, is meant to help as well. Um, but getting back to that too is that for people that do night shift, a lot of the night shifters attempted to come home, walk in the door and just slump in bed, <laughs> yeah. which I get, <laughs> which is what we want to do. Um, but it's important that you actually have something to eat um, because if you don't, what can happen is that um, you can actually get woken up a few hours later when your blood glucose drops. 
And that actual drop in blood glucose is actually enough to wake you up. So you might have gone to bed, but then you end up waking up a few hours later when you really want to prioritise that and maximise that time that you're actually sleeping um, without disturbing it. Um, because disturbing the whole, you've probably heard of all the different types of um, you know, sleep cycles mm-hmm. um, and there's different phases of, of all the different of sleep, which I won't go into. Um, but you don't want to be sort of interrupting those as you know as much as you can. So, and you know, from a, a nutrition perspective, you know, I can also you know recommend um, it's not necessarily food per se, um, but you know the basic things like you know leaving the phone out of the bedroom. Yeah. You know, um, you know having that switched off or at least on sleep mode. Um, you know the the basic stuff of you know the blackout blinds, um, the sleep masks. Um, even I've got, I don't know if any of the lists um, have got one of these, you know, it's like the blue light glassing blocking. Yeah. Very attractive, isn't it? Yeah, the orange, <laughs> the orange glasses. Yeah, it looks like you're going to go shooting or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. But that helps to, yeah, block out the, the, the blue light, um, which is going to stop melatonin production. Um, so, uh, you know, again, these little gadgets, they interfere with our sleep. Um, and um, which stops the melatonin production and you want to sleep um, without it. So it's really just important to, you know, do those little sleep nutrition tips and uh, techniques and and just take your sleep seriously, Um, yeah. And that's really interesting about getting some magnesium in before you go to bed. So the spinach, the bananas, the almonds, you know, the figs, pumpkin seeds, that kind of thing. And just small things like, yeah, taking the phone out of the room and putting the, um, you know, orange goggles on to might help have to get with some that. Goggles. Yeah, we might have to get some. Have a party, orange party. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Cause, You're very smart. Because <laughs> look, you know, getting enough sleep. I mean, lots of different people, like some people get six hours, some people nine. I mean, I know for me, I need a lot of sleep. So I'm like a nine, ten hour person. Um, you know, what what would you call that level of being sleep deprived? Or is it literally just down to the individual? Yeah, we are all quite different. I, I, you know, I think they, they, you know, the research says that, you know, we're meant to, for adults, get somewhere between the seven and to nine you know, hours sleep and, gosh, I know that's not, uh, you know, realistic sometimes for a lot of shift workers. I remember when I had a lot of 3 a.m. starts, that would mean for me, realistically, I should have been in bed at 6.30 and, you know, that's just not going to happen, yeah. you know, because I've got to get up at 1.45, you know, if you're going backtrack like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's times when you're not when you're not going to get enough sleep and, and I guess if that kind of leads on to the, the subject of, of napping, and, you know, the, a lot of the research says that you know, 20 minutes is as far as we should go with a nap because that's, you know, if we go any longer, we fall into that deep, groggy state and it's, um, you know, end up feeling worse. Mm. Well, I'm going to, you know, throw it out there that I kind of disagree with that, you know, for shift workers because, you know, that's based on people kind of working your Monday to Friday, napping in the afternoon kind of technique, whereas, you know, shift workers... Uh, are sleep deprived and um, we accrue what's called like a sleep debt. So yeah. just like um, where we, we get that opportunity where you kind of never get to pay it back though. That is one thing. It's very difficult to pay back, you know, your lost sleep. 
But, you know, a nap can help you to do that. And, look, if 20 minutes is your thing and, and it makes you feel really great, then great. But if you've got an opportunity to nap longer and your body needs it, then I say go for it. Um, you know, just, just listen to your own body. We're all, you know, we're all biochemically different. It's almost like you need to think of it as a bank account, you know. You're going to your overdraft, so you've got to pay it back almost. Totally. Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that leads us nicely on to some of the questions because I put out on our social media about your coming on board and what questions you could answer for them. And about 99% of the questions that come through or the thing that people are struggling with is the switching from night shifts to day shifts, from day shifts to nights, um, night shifts. And literally, I've got about four questions. So if you can sort of sum them questions up in, in one bundle, if that's, if that's cool. Yeah, look, I get asked that question often, just like you've kind of, as well. And, you know, I'll be upfront, honest, it's a really hard question to answer. And that's, and that's because, um, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, you are working against your, your normal circadian rhythms and your body is fighting it every single time. Uh, it, you know... It doesn't want to be awake at midnight and, 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 you know, sort of vice versa. So it will struggle. And it's, if you're doing, um, you know, rotating shifts and you're, you're going, you're flicking around from next to next, uh, it, this is probably not the answer people want to hear, but it, it is extremely hard. Um, and that's where the whole self-care comes in where you've just got to go, you know, everything has to be focused on taking care of yourself from a nutritional perspective, from a sleep perspective, from an exercise perspective, just doing everything as best that you possibly can because nothing can, can replace sleep. It's as simple as that. No, there's no quick fix. There's no magic vitamin. There's no, you know, the vitamin that you need is sleep. Yeah but it's not always possible. So it's just about doing the best that you possibly can. Uh, you know, and I get that it's not easy and it, it also requires, a, if you can, some help and support from your family. Uh, one of the things that I, um, you know, I, I, I do believe, you know, that you know, when you sign up to work shift work, you're essentially signing your family up to work shift work too mm. because it just throws everyone out of whack. Yeah. So you kind of really need to work, um, you know, work together. Uh, you know, if you've got someone that does sort of permanent night shifts, you know, it does make it easier because you've got that sort of consistency to get into that groove. But rotating shift work is very hard and the, the best advice I can give, and it's not really probably the, the greatest advice, is to, um, you know, not do quite so much rotating shift as, as you can. And look, that's so easier said than done. But, you know, from an employer perspective, if they can look at reducing that, um, you know, being so sporadic, gosh, I remember um, myself having a, a week there where I had six different start times. And, I mean, that's just crazy. Wow. And I don't, you know, it's necessary. So if you can... It's just causing havoc on yeah. on people's um, you know whole bodies. So um, yeah, like I said, it's probably not the answer that I 
that people are looking for, but I, I'm going to be just, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is what it is. It's tough, it's hard, um, but it's self-care and just um, taking care of yourself in every possible way is, is going to be the only way to sort of help with your recovery. Cool. You touched a little bit on it, but how important is it to actually get some form of exercise into the shift pattern when they're working it? Yeah, yeah, really, really important um, because, you know, that actually also helps with fatigue. You know, you can, you know, most times after doing some exercise, you can probably relate where you feel a little bit more energised. Yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe not a 20-kilometre marathon, <laughs> but, you know, just something that, and, and it can be even just be simple as walking around the block just to get your body moving. Uh, one thing, though, that I just uh, I want people to be mindful of is that your body is biologically stressed as a result of working shift work so because of that you are in um that sort of um sympathetic dominant fight or flight stress response a lot of the time because of the hours that you work so you really want to look and focus on calming the nervous system down which is why from a exercise perspective i like to recommend people to do more of the the calming, sort of restoring type of exercise like restorative yoga, um, you know, even things like uh, people might roll in my eyes, it's suggesting this, you know, just a simple meditation kind of thing mm. and taping and the diagrammatic breathing, Great. which is those Brilliant. calming breaths just to sort of slow you down. Um, and But, yeah, for me, I like to recommend to people particularly um, – you know, if you're just straight, you're doing night shift and, and you're going straight to the gym, and I'm sure there's people listening, and maybe you guys can even relate to doing it yourself, whether you go straight to the gym after a night shift. And I, it's just think of your body, it's stressed. Yeah. And now you're going and putting it under more stress yeah. by doing some high-intensity exercise. Yeah, I get that. So... I, think it's best when your body is tired it needs rest but it also needs the let's forget about the term exercise or it's just about movement like just getting your body moving getting out in the sun getting some fresh air a lot of shift workers are vitamin d deficient and that opens a whole can of worms um you know with autoimmune diseases yeah um but um, yeah, it's mm. nourishing <laughs> exercise is what I like to kind of so, recommend. That's cool. So rather than thinking about exercise as training our cardiovascular system, we want to think of it as training our lymphatic system. So it makes our lymphatic system work better by doing the, the breathing exercises, the sort of more mobility, the moving exercises, so we can clear away all the waste products and make our body more sort of less toxic. Would that be right in saying yeah, for sure. Um, and I think um, the rebound, a little trampoline, is particularly good for your lymphatic system. Yep. So, you know, just you know, jumping up and down on that for five minutes. That's I mean, quite that good fun as well. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. You know, that is good yeah. fun, definitely. <laughs> I love so, it. Yeah, that's particularly yeah, good for the I think Super. the exercise part is so important and we don't realise that we're stressing our body out and you know shift workers who perhaps are overweight are so desperate to lose it that they're thinking yeah. I've got to do high intensity I've got to do weight training you know I need to cut back on my food and it can sometimes um, that causes more stress on your body and psychologically because you're getting more and more wound up and then of course that's going to cause cortisol and all that kind of stuff Totally. 
yeah, exactly. And yeah, you said it's all about trying to get your cortisol levels, you know, down. You know, your stress, your stress levels down, your adrenaline and and um, cortisol. So yeah, but uh, I don't know. Do you have um, hot yoga over there? Is that something that? No, it's probably we have like cold, wet, rainy yoga. <laughs> You need you need hot yoga where you are. Oh my goodness, because it's so cold over there. Yeah. You need it. It's, yeah, I, it's, I think it's, it's starting great. to come out in London. They, 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 it's uh, yoga in a really, really hot room. I take it. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. starting to come out in the big cities, but it hasn't moved its way down to this end of the country yet. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean that can be you know a, a, a good option sometimes mm. for some people. I mean, I I started it and found it helpful because I was like a. I was like a tin man doing cold yoga. I just could barely move. <laughs> Whereas the heat kind of able, enables you to kind of stretch more and get a mm. bit deeper. And um, you know, in hot yoga, you're sweating out a little bit, you know, as well. So, but oh, cool. but it's also working on your mind. You know, yoga is so good. Um, you know, for helping to calm the mind down, particularly if you had like a really crazy busy shift. Um, it, it forces you to kind of, you know, switch off a little bit. Mm. That's, you know, why I particularly like yoga as well. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. That's brilliant. And um, Audrey, what's one one question here is what's the best way to avoid the three a.m. slump when working alone? And any ideas on keeping alert without the caffeine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a tricky one. I guess it depends. Um, you know, what your work environment is. Um, and, you know, if you can sort of get up and move around, great. If you can get up and move, go outside and stare at the moon, great. Although it sounds like it's probably a bit chilly to do that <laughs> where you are. <laughs> um, you know, look, yeah, that, that, that alone will, will help. Um, you know, maybe having something um, nourishing like a, um, a, a smoothie that's sort of, you know, packed full of, um, you know, uh, fruits and um, just just really good nutrition that's not going to be too taxing on your digestive system, which will yes. sort of make you feeling a little bit um, more fatigued. Um, will will certainly you know help, and that's you know so for example some um, you know berries with a bit of protein powder, um, and there's so many different types of um, recipe ideas out there. But you know, tweak it to your own kind of taste. Um, but just getting some nutrition, you know, uh, good fats, avocados, um, really kind of a good thing to add into smoothies as well. Um, and this might sound ridiculously simple, but I think a lot of people underestimate it is the water intake. Yeah. Um, Dehydration is one of the first things that's going to cause fatigue. Yeah. Uh, and the trouble is with that night shift, a lot of people, depending on their work environment, don't drink enough because they might be in air conditioning. Yeah. So they're not feeling that thirst. So they don't tend to drink as much as what they do during night shift. And that's, you know, that's um, going to be one of the, it's going to um, escalate your feelings of fatigue. So, yeah. Now this is abs- This is all excellent information, Definitely. I think, for our guys. And also, also, just touching on the nutrition and eating, is there a, an ideal routine to eat when you're on shifts, when you're on a night shift or day shift? Or do you sort of... Take you what you what you'd normally eat during during the day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and just go whoop, and move it over to the evening. But obviously, make it lighter. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, no, again, it comes back to that um, the chrono nutrition that I was um, mentioning before. So you really want to try and have dinner as close to dinner 
um, time and lunch at um, lunch time and, and breakfast. So if you say if you start a night shift at 7 p.m., try and have your dinner before you go in, um, just like you would normally, um, mm-hmm. because that will help um, you know sustain you through the shift. Um, so yeah, try and have that. Then eat minimally. <laughs> Throughout the night shift, but you know, still having something, whether it's uh, you know, as, as I mentioned before, some soups or a smoothie or something like that, but just not anything too taxing. So you get home from your night shift, walk in the door, um, and have have something to eat, and that might be like a serving of overnight oats. Um, oats contain um, tryptophan, which is a precursor to melatonin, which can actually help with sleep. Um, so um, those are, you know, like an overnight serving of overnight oats is really good. And the best thing is you can actually, uh, you know, make that beforehand. You know, it's it's not something that, again, you come walking in the door and you go, oh, my God, what am I going to make to eat? It's already done. It's in the fridge before you're ready to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like um, chia seed breakfast as well. So, again, soaking your chia seeds are also a great one. And they are high in omega-3 fats. Um, and so good for digestive health. Um, you know, keeping the you know keeping everything kind of running nicely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. In a nice little way. Um, yeah. So, and having it, you know, so if you wake up again around, you've gone to bed at seven a.m. or whatever, and then you're waking up at two a.m. Having a light lunch there. So, um, yeah, it's about just doing the best that you possibly can to eating that normal normal um eating routine and 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 like i said it's not easy um and it's not necessarily going to work every time given your meal breaks and that but don't beat yourself up just do the best that you can yeah and one of the questions is how can you help ease gastro problems from night shift working and i'm guessing from what we've already spoken about that is literally just keeping everything nice and light because we know now that our gastro um, sort of track shuts down between 12 and 6 and having, you know, just reducing that is going to help that massively. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Shift workers, as as we mentioned before, they are prone to the the gastrointestinal um, complaints. It, It is what it is. So, yeah, it's just about, you know, stripping it back to the basics of having, you know, more whole foods, less processed, less white stuff, the high-carbon carbohydrate-type foods. Um, and, um, you know, we've, we've got the, the prebiotics and the probiotics. Um, people, I think, kind of forget about, you know, prebiotics. The prebiotics are the non-digested um, plant foods, um, which kind of go through go through your bowel, but it's but, but what prebiotics are is it's the fibre, um, it's actually the um, the food for the probiotics. So that's why eating you know whole foods is is so important for our gut health yeah. because it helps to um, for our bacteria to have that nice healthy balance of bacteria. I think I think it's eighty five percent good bacteria in our gut, fifteen percent bad. Um, and again, sleep deprivation, unfortunately, um, does cause a bit of havoc um, on our gut. It can lead to uh, intestinal permeability or leaky gut syndrome, um, which um, can cause you know a um, in- inflamed response. Um, can lead to autoimmune diseases and so forth. So um, it's all about trying to calm the um, 
the digestive tract as much as as much as we possibly can, which which takes a bit of work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But there is hope for shift workers and weight loss. There is definitely hope, right? Please tell us, Audra. There is hope. Ah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> My message is that it's hard and it's not easy, and I'm not going to tell you otherwise. But it's just about being aware of doing things differently mm. um, and because I think most people and, you know, um, I know when I first started shift work, I had no idea what I was doing um, and so you ate at all the wrong times, you know, the, the two-minute noodles was a, a, a part of your diet. <laughs> you know, you kind of just grabbed whatever you could from the, from the pantry, which is, you know, not always the healthiest choices, so it's sort of being pre-planning and... Um, no, there's absolutely, um, you know, but if you can kind of work together too, I mean, with the whole comfort food on night shift, you know, maybe take it in turns of bringing some healthy stuff in, um, you know, like some healthy dips or, um, you know, things that so that you're not going to um, be tempted to, you know, order the pizzas and the takeaways and stuff. It's about helping each other. And, and that is one thing as shift workers, we really, uh, you kind of become a little bit of a fa- of a family because you... You hang out with each other and the Christmas holidays and the Easter and, and everything. So you kind of inadvertently gain another family. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree so. with you. You do get used to seeing it, definitely. I think the most interesting thing for me and I think for our guys is definitely about the sneak nutrition, definitely about eating lighter um, and the exercise, you know, actually taking time out, um, you know, for you to chill out, doing yoga, gentle walks, you know, mindset kind of, um, you know, um, conditioning when it comes to the meditation app, rather than going, right, I've got to hit it hard, this has got to happen, your body's already in enough stress, so just ease and nice and gently. Take your foot off the gas. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, be kind to yourself, yeah. Yeah. awesome thank you so much Audra I really appreciate it the time is literally just flowing it really has but before we go time for the quick fire round we have got the quick fire round questions definitely okay are you ready okay (laughs) do you need a little stretch to go ready for it (laughs) okay so um number one is your most inspirational quote um Take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live by Jim Rowan. Love oh, that. Love that. Jim Rowan, love him. Um, Favourite destination you've been to and why? Uh, Cinque Terre in Italy, actually. Oh, that was a, a few years ago, but we went hiking and got majorly lost. Oh. But that was half fun. <laughs> I love getting lost. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Audra, what do you want to be known for? Oh, gosh, that's a tough question. Um, yeah, look, just for, I guess, just for helping some people that um, that I think shift workers are very much a neglected, um, not understood workforce of people. We've put in the too hard basket. So um, if I'm someone that can help guide them onto a, a way of um, helping improve their health and well-being despite the chaotic hours that they work, then I'll be happy. Favourite movie and why? Oh, you're going to cringe at this one, but Titanic. <laughs> because it's a, yeah, exactly. It's a lovey-dovey movie, so, you know. 
I love it. Fantastic. What's your favourite song of all time and why? Anything in the 80s. Love the 80s. Love the 80s. I know. I love it. Nothing specific. Electric Mm -hmm. music. I vacuum the house listening to 80s music, so, you know. (laughs) Excellent. What's your first childhood memory? Uh, Probably watching a snake slither into my dad's work boots that were sitting out on the patio because I grew up on a farm and just watching it and I thought it was quite funny. What, what <laughs> snake was it? Do you remember what snake it oh, was? I'm sorry. Do you remember what snake it what was? Snake? A big black one, that's all I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it wasn't poisonous. They're all poisonous uh, over there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. They are. <laughs> I can't remember what happened, but I remember watching it. <laughs> um, Audra, what's one question you have never been asked, but you've always wanted it to be asked? Uh, I've never been asked that question. So <laughs> <I answer it. laughs> it's quite a weird one, but we have some people that they've never been asked a question and like, Oh, I never know why, but I'd really like to be asked that question, so that's totally cool. <laughs> you got me with that one. <laughs> Who's your biggest inspiration and why? Uh, probably a lady, um, but you've probably not heard of her, um, a lady by the name of Cindy O'Meara. She's um, uh, quite a well-known nutritionist here in Australia, and she's not your average nutritionist. She really does challenge a lot of the the dietary um, myths that are, are presented out there that we see in the food pyramid and the standard nutrition guidelines. And, um, yeah, she's a real um, go-getter. Yeah. Oh, she's cool. actually just released, uh, and I think she's coming to the UK, actually, or the movie is, uh, called What's With Wheat. Um, What's and with she travelled all around the world interviewing experts um, to find out more about the wheat because it's not so much the wheat that's hurting us, it's what's been done to the wheat. Okay. Um, so, yeah, she's due to travel to the UK and the States, I think, this year, so to keep an eye out for her. Oh, yeah, oh, we'll check brilliant. her out, definitely. Thank you. So, Audra, the last thing is how can our guys get hold of you or who, whoever's listening, how can they get hold of you to find out more? Yeah, probably the best way um, is to go to my Facebook page. Um, it's called um, The Healthy Shift Worker. Um, so if you if they pop over there and they follow it or, or like it, they'll get most of the updates that I send. Um, I've also got a podcast actually titled The Healthy Shift Worker, um, and that is available for download on iTunes. I um, have fortnightly podcasts there, um, and I have a website uh, called um, www.healthyshiftworker.com. So, yeah, I'm just very much beginning on my journey of workplace wellness, but um, very much looking at spreading my wings and, um, you know, travelling and and creating this awareness um, to help the health and wellbeing of shift workers. So I'm really excited. I think it's fantastic and you know I wish I had somebody like you um, available to me when I was shift working because it just would have helped so many things and, and clear up so much. So I think that's the thing it's, it's clearing up because there's so many avenues people are looking down what's right for them and I think that just gives them the reassurance that let's just do it to keep it simple and take the pressure off us. Yeah so thank you for everything that you're doing for the shift workers it's brilliant. 
You're welcome. No problem. Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. Audra, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. It's been a wonderfully um, informative and really interesting, and I've really enjoyed doing this. I can't believe an hour has gone past. I know, it's crazy. It's It's absolutely crazy. It's flown. (laughs) Thank you so much, Audra. It's been absolutely fantastic. You're welcome. Bye, everyone.